Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone from Breaking Taboos. My name is Rhea Krishnan. Um, I am the founder of the podcast Breaking Taboos, and today I'm here with Arnav Mahendra and Anthony Sepe of Alumnus Capital. And Alumnus Capital is basically an organization founded to increase financial literacy in teenagers across the United States and across the developing world as well. So today we're going to be partnering for a podcast to talk about a lot of different things in which our two podcasts and our two themes coincide. Yeah, so a lot of you are probably wondering how something like um, Breaking Taboos, which is about the stigmas in South Asian culture, can um, coincide with a financial literacy um, a financial literacy podcast. But uh, we're going to be kind of talking about like the caste system and we're going to kind of be talking about like the next steps for Breaking Taboos with um, money-wise and developing an income and for alumnus capital as well. So just to for my viewers to get to know you better, I have a few questions that I want to ask. Um, first, what inspired you guys to start your podcast and kind of explain your story for your background info about you and alumnus capital? So basically, as for me specifically, I'm the one that runs the podcast, right? And I've always wanted to start a podcast. I feel like podcasts are the best way to get information out, especially in the modern world. Like once you have a podcast, you see a lot of people doing it nowadays where they edit it into shorter clips and they put it on TikTok and their visibility increases a lot, right? So once we had this idea for alumnus, we knew that a podcast is the logical next step and the next place to go because it's the easiest way to spread information. And it allows us to go to like all these different platforms much easier than if we were to, you know, create an independent presence on any of those platforms. That's awesome. And how do you guys stay so informed about like the latest developments and trends in the finance industry? So our firm is made up of a lot of people and all of these people are highly accomplished in finance. So for example, we have people from youth for finance and we have a lot of people that have won youth investing competition like the Wharton investing competition and a lot of other ones all across the nation. So we have basically the premier talent in the youth finance industry. So these are people who's basically their entire uh, idea of what they want to do for a job is basically in finance. And they've already proven that they're pretty proficient in it through competitions, through their own portfolios and things like that. So these are people who stay informed on their own. And because they make up our leadership, that makes it so our entire firm also knows about the latest goings on in the finance industry, as well as just the latest terms to keep up with and the best practices. That's awesome. So because Breaking Taboos is more of like a social justice kind of initiative, how are you guys supporting marginalized groups and implementing diversity at alumnus? So there's two parts to this, right? The first is in our hiring practices. When we look to make a new hire for like an analyst position or any position across the firm, we take into account diversity. So we make sure that people who are from traditionally underrepresented backgrounds in finance can get as much of a chance to get in the door as someone who's traditionally overrepresented, like people that are white males and people that are straight and people that are marginalized should have the same amount of chance as them, right? So when it comes to hiring, we make sure that those people get the same amount of chance. We make sure we don't have any biases whatsoever in the hiring process. As well, we elevate people who come from more marginalized backgrounds. And the second part is we have a partnership with the Finlit Foundation. And the Finlit Foundation is basically an organization that works in developing countries all across the world in order to uh, increase financial education to these people who are like the most marginalized people in the world, right? These are people in like Africa. These are people in India who have, they don't have very much money, right? And our goal with partnering with them is to make it so that they're more knowledgeable about money and as well so that they can start thinking about ways in which they can maximize the utility of the little amount of money that they do have. 
That's awesome. So now that my viewers have kind of gotten to know you guys, is there anything you want your viewers to get to know about me? Yeah, sure. So as she said, breaking taboos and alumnus is a little bit of a uh, weird combined venture, right? So let's get to know you a little bit better. So the first question that I have for you is, have you made any money with breaking taboos or do you plan to make breaking taboos a source of income in addition to another great social movement? Yeah, so, so far, I have not made any money with Breaking Taboos. Right now, Breaking Taboos is kind of set as, like, a podcast for people to kind of empathize with and understand, um, like, why there are these stigmas in South Asian culture and so many other cultures, such as LGBTQ, colorism, um, mental health, going to therapy, etc. But we are looking, I can't share too much yet, but we're looking into an event to raise funding because we just created an animated short film, which will be coming out soon. So we're looking for events to kind of raise funding for that as well. Um, I think as like right now, I'm not looking to make Breaking Taboos a source of income for myself because it's more of like an idea I want to spread. But I think as new opportunities come and new things come for me, um, we'll see where it goes. Okay, so uh, I guess that kind of leads into my next question because you mentioned we rather than I, right? So are there any other people within Breaking Taboos other than yourself? Um, no, I think Breaking Taboos was pretty much led by me. But when I say we, I think as I've interviewed more and more like professionals, we've kind of developed a strong bond and they've become part of the Breaking Taboos family. So it's like now a goal that not only I'm trying to reach, but a lot of people are trying to reach. That's cool. Networking is always great. So my next question is, where do you see Breaking Taboos in five years? Do you plan on expanding it? Yes, I actually do plan on expanding it. So by five years, I'm currently a junior in high school. So I'll be, I want to work on this a lot more in college. I want it to kind of like grow into a bigger thing. I want the idea of like, oh, there are these stigmas in these cultures to become known to a lot of people rather than just targeting a South Asian community. So I'd like to turn it into something that a lot of people know about. Um, and I think like, Breaking Taboos itself as a podcast, I'm going to continue that. I'm going to see where opportunities lead me. But the main thing I want to see in five years is a significant change in how South Asian people and people in these cultures feel about like the stigmas that are being put upon them. And one thing, like, since I know you guys are like in a finance area, like you do a lot of things about like different kinds of jobs. So a huge stigma in a lot of cultures is like that you need to follow like a certain job path, especially like as a South Asian, like a lot of parents kind of make their kids want to be like doctors like they're they kind of look down upon things like acting modeling like things like that so those are also stigmatized groups as well so I want like the idea of there being a stigma in five years to be a lot more known and a lot more controlled that's cool that's definitely something that I think we can all agree is a good thing so uh last question what are three main takeaways you have from starting your own venture and how would you give advice to someone who's just starting out? Yeah, so I think especially as a young person, if you are starting something on your own, do not be afraid to talk to people. Because a lot of people think that as a young person, like older people aren't going to want to trust you. Like, But that's the complete opposite of what's true. I think older people love talking to younger people who take initiative into big things. So don't think your age is something that's holding you back. That's one big takeaway that I learned from starting my own venture. Another thing is to just kind of like, if you have a shyer demeanor, just, I don't want to say like, like, put like, don't put yourself out there and stuff, but try 
try your best to like exude confidence and fake it till you make it. Because I started this off like a little bit shy, but I think as I've talked to more and more people and learned more perspectives, I've been able, now I think I can carry out a conversation with anyone. So I think that's really important to try to just at the beginning, really fake it till you make it with your confidence. And another big takeaway that I have from starting my own venture is um, really network. And I think this goes for all the like all the stuff that you guys talk about with finance and business, but it's in every single field you need to network. You need to talk to people who are like-minded because you can learn so much from them and bring that to your own work as well. So I think that's super important. Plus later in the future, when you need help with something, these are gonna be the people that are experienced who are willing to help you. So it's important to have a great network of people that you can like fall back on, trust, and also learn from like you don't want to surround yourself even in like common life like you don't want to surround yourself with a bunch of friends who are unmotivated only talk about drama you want to talk, surround yourself with friends who are talking about like the latest new thing in tech you want to surround yourself with people who are gold setters so that way you are who you surround yourself with you get what i'm saying those are all great tips okay so now that we've gotten through introductions and kind of you people from Breaking Taboos can understand what alumnus is and alumnus can understand what Breaking Taboos is. We kind of wanted to get into the bulk of what we're gonna be discussing today. So what we wanted to discuss is, what we wanted to discuss is regarding the caste system in India and its prevalence of discrimination in the United States as well. So for those of you that don't know what the caste system is, it's a social structure and it's been prevalent for centuries, although it's officially been abolished by the Indian constitution. The system is kind of based on the idea of having like hereditary social stratification and dividing society into different groups, which are known as castes. Each caste have their own traditional occupations and they have their own societal roles. Um, the caste system is not unique to India, which is uh, an important thing to mention because a lot of other cultures have caste systems as well. Um, they basically have, the caste systems are essentially a ranking. So there's Brahmins, in India, there's Brahmins, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras, and Brahmins essentially are able to have higher positions, higher jobs, while Shudras were the laboring class, like agricultural laborers and their manual workers. Um, so this is very, this was very prevalent in India. It still is, even though it's not as much as it was in history before, but it's also prevalent in the United States. And I think Arnav has a story that he wanted to share with you guys that literally shows how it's like how the influence of the caste system has made its way into the United States as well. Yeah, so as Rio was saying, the caste system has been prevalent in India for hundreds of years. And it goes back to all the way to like the origins of Hinduism and stuff, right? So it's tied to the religion in which there were rankings of people based on birth. And that has followed uh, a lot of Indian American immigrants here to the United States. And the way that is functioning here in the United States is well we already know why it's relevant to breaking taboos because it's an issue of social justice but the area in which it intersects with the alumnus's mission is because it's also uh empowering these people to basically subjugate these dollars to financial like financial problems right so basically the story that i want to talk about is where there's this lady at work who was a dollar right and basically her bosses were of higher cases and this was at cisco by the way so it's a pretty prominent tech company and what happened was essentially they subjugated her, gave her a lot more work than anyone else. They made fun of her. They also lowered her financial compensation. They did a lot of things that would basically make it impossible for her to justify staying at the job. So obviously 
she sued them and the entire state of California actually ended up suing them. But what actually happened is that they ended up dropping the case because too many Indian Americans here were protesting against it and claiming that it was against their religious rights. So the problem that we've encountered is that we have this caste system that we have the last, a vast majority of Indian Americans who are actually trying to fight uh, against the abolishment of this caste system. And that makes it a huge issue for anyone who's Indian American and also a lower case of the, or like a Dalit case. And there are so many stories like this. Another one happened in New Jersey during the construction of the Babs Temple. And the Babs Temple is basically, uh, it's just another religious denomination of Hinduism. So essentially what happened was the workers were all Dalits, right? And they had been brought over from India, working incredibly low wages, something around $4.50 per month, which was incredibly crazy. And it doesn't even translate to that many rupees. So, and they also took away these workers' passports. So they had no option of either going home either. So they were basically prisoners there at this temple. And they were basically being kept in terrible conditions, sleeping in trailers, working 12-hour days for no pay, no food, no water. It was some really bad conditions. And the whole reason this happened is just because of the caste, right? Essentially what happened is one worker got so tired, he just died of his exhaustion from having no money, no food, nothing. He was just working all day. And so then he died. And then this caused another case to be filed against the uh, Babs temple. But once again, the issue of religious freedom came up and it was dropped. And the third story that uh, showcases how Dalits are completely uh, subjugated in even today's USA is from Google. So essentially, there was this leader of the Dalit community who was going to come in to give a talk at Google uh, on how to better stop caste discrimination. And essentially what happened was all the internal Google employees claimed that this was against their religious freedom and that they didn't want this lady to speak because uh, apparently caste discrimination is protected under their religion. So once again, Google fired this lady from being able to speak solely on the fact that she was a Dalit and some people didn't want to be told that caste discrimination is wrong. So as we can see, caste discrimination is pretty prevalent. It affects the financial world as well as the social world. And it's something we should definitely try to abolish as soon as possible. Yeah, I actually heard about the story with the temple. And it's crazy because that temple is one of the most like established temples, probably the most established temple in the state of New Jersey. So it's crazy to me that these big companies, even companies like Google, are undergoing these like these problems as well with caste systems and I think it's like we kind of have to take a minute to also acknowledge that like the caste system and caste discrimination has come a long way especially from what it was in India years ago but I think people don't realize that the discrimination still exists like it's still prevalent and not only these huge companies these are the things we hear about on the news but it could happen in so many little different companies as well and the like even though it's something that was so long ago in history, a lot of families, like my family knows they're Brahmins. Like they keep up, we, we understand that we are like a certain caste. And I think that itself kind of gives people a higher, like a high, feel like they have a higher sense over other people. So I think what we need to do is find a way to solve it. And even though like a lot of the stuff I talk about on Breaking Taboos, it's, they're hard to solve, especially this is with like jobs and the finance sector and stuff. But I think there are some viable solutions. Um, one of the things that I think should happen, obviously there are a lot of legal and policy reforms that do like stop caste discrimination, but they need to be enforced a lot harder. I also think like conversations like this 
kind of opening up other people's minds to the idea that caste discrimination is prevalent is super duper important. There needs to be more media representation, um, like encourage responsible and unbiased representation of all caste groups in the media to counter stereotypes and promote a social cohesion. There also needs to be corporate and organizational responsibility. Like in a setting like Google, that should have been handled within the um, company itself. And then also there are different like grassroots organizations and NGOs that work towards eradicating caste discrimination, promoting education and empowering these marginalized communities. So maybe like taking more of a look towards them, giving them more funding, giving them more of a chance to kind of like work towards their goals. What do you think? So first I would like to acknowledge it's not all bad news, right? Uh, the newer generation is pretty much immune to this type of stuff, right? So, for example, when I uh, I have like a lot of Indian friends, right? Our, my entire area is pretty Indian. I don't know a single one of their caste, right? It's not something that gets brought up. But as we've seen in the stories that I brought up, the caste is like pretty prevalent in these older generations who are like first generation immigrants just came from India, right? And essentially, whether they're being a friend with someone, whether they're working with someone, the first thing they do is look for their caste, right? There was even a story where, okay, so before going into the story, some context is necessary, right? So if you're a Brahmin and you're like a Brahmin man, you wear a thread, right? So essentially, uh, I can just show right here, right? So this is the thread that you wear. And essentially, there was this boss at a company. I forgot where it was, but he essentially would just go around like all the Indian men. You just try, try to feel if it's there to try to understand if they're a Brahmin. So people go to some like desperate level just to try to figure out if this person is a caste they want to be associated with. That's just the older generation, though. So the good news is that, like, the newer generation, a lot of us aren't doing things like that. We don't know each other's castes, and we just tend to focus on ourselves as the Indian community, not, like, the Brahmin Indian community, the Vaishya Indian community, anything like that, right? So that's the good news. As, is, as far as, like, solutions go that we could possibly address, uh, the most famous ones and the most ones that are being used right now are legislation. So in Seattle, Seattle was actually the first city to ban caste in terms of a uh, way to discriminate. So they already have all the normal ones banned, right? Like race, gender, sexuality. They also added caste to that list, which has made caste discrimination go far down. There's no more instances of tech companies having internal discrimination. And California has also introduced uh, a law like that, but it's facing a lot of backlash from places like the Hindu American Foundation, which claim that it's against religious freedom, that it violates our first amendment rights. So there's still a long way to go, but in terms of solutions, I think legislation is the best way to solve it. And the newer generation isn't putting up with a lot of this stuff that came along with our parents from India. Yeah, and I think like a big part of that is because we also live here, like in the USA. So since we're already a minority, it's hard to like kind of divide us more. Um, but I'm sure like it's probably also really prevalent in India. Like I don't know, but it probably still is super prevalent, like the caste system and like job discrimination, like how certain jobs are reserved for people from higher caste. That's always kind of been an idea in a lot of Indian people's minds. So that might still be prevalent, especially if you see someone from a lower caste in the same position as a job that's say like filled with Brahmins. That can probably be like very discriminatory towards a person. Um, I do think that these solutions are like all the legislation and stuff is super important. And but like, as I said earlier, I think the biggest thing is genuinely enforcing it, especially on a corporate level, like jobs themselves, whether hiring someone need to make sure we do not have caste discrimination. 
Um, and like, as I said earlier, it's not only for Indian people. So many other colleges as well have their own like caste system or like ranking system itself. Like a lot of African cultures I know do too. So I think that's like something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, for sure. This issue isn't limited to the Indian community. I think we've chosen to focus on that community since we belong to that community, but there's definitely a lot of issues all around the world when it comes to caste. I agree. Yeah, so now that we've kind of introduced the idea of there being caste discrimination in a lot of different jobs, a lot of different sectors, um, we just wanted to make sure that as people who are listening to this move forward in their lives, they understand that this is a prevalent problem and they understand that there are ways that it is being solved. And one of those ways is with new legislation, which is what we said was probably the main solution to that. Um, so now I think we can close it off. Um, it was so nice talking to you guys. And for people on Breaking Taboos, if you want to find where their podcast is, find what out about alumnus capital where can they reach you guys and where can they find you yeah so you can find us on a lot of different platforms including linkedin instagram twitter as well as our medium publication where we write about finance and a lot of other things as well for our podcast it's called the catalyst by alumnus capital you can find it on spotify and for viewers of uh, alumnus where can you guys find breaking taboos yeah, you can find us on Instagram at breaking taboos underscore. You can also find us on Spotify, which is where we upload all of our podcasts, which is just under the name Breaking Taboos by Rhea Krishnan. And just for like a final, um, like just to like give people an update, what exactly do you guys talk about in your podcast again? So we tend to interview people who are, you know, starting their own ventures. So for example, we interviewed you for starting your own podcast. As well, we interviewed a quantitative analyst, which is basically a professional in the financial field to get insights on how to join this field, as well as interviewing different entrepreneurs based on their businesses and just in general interviewing people who we think can help people understand what finance is all about. Okay, perfect. So if any of you guys have any sort of interest in finance, then make sure you check it out. It's also just really interesting to see people who are starting their own ventures, if could, that could possibly inspire you to do something as well. And for people in alumnus capital, um, basically breaking taboos the podcast kind of focuses on different stigmas in different cultures some of these stigmas are interracial relationships lgbtq the stigma of going to therapy um i was lucky enough recently to talk to someone about like the stigma behind like using drugs because in islam and stuff they say like we're not supposed to do drugs so people kind of ignore drug abuse signs which is super super dangerous um so if any of you guys relate to that or if you just want to check it out then make sure you check out my podcast and make sure you check out theirs too we're going to close it off thank you thank you